1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. It's me, Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're having a nice day. I really mean that. And uh, now here we are together. We've got, you know, an hour or so to go. I haven't... Sometimes, you know, I give a brief amount of thought as to what I'm going to say here. Sometimes I don't. What's something I could say? I had a cheese crisp few minutes ago, just a single one with some guacamole. That was a nice little snack. Um, If anyone needs to use the bathroom, do that now. We're not going to be making any stops. Let's just get into it. My guest today is a dear friend and someone I find very funny. And I'm just so excited to have him here. I've tried to keep him away from the podcast for as long as possible, but he broke through. It's Scotty Landis. Scotty.
2: Hi, Welcome. Bridger. How are you? I am wonderful. All things considered, every taking everything into account, I'm having a great day, and it just got a little better. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. You're
1: in your wonderful home, which I haven't been to uh, in over a year at this
2: point. Oh, sure. You came to a couple of the Halloween parties, of course, Of course. You really know how to throw a party. I've been throwing some big parties. I don't do it all the time, but when I do do it, I make sure that uh, everyone comes. And my big thing is don't RSVP. That's like my main (laughs) rule.
1: The tent, the tents that you uh, said that in sounds like you're currently throwing enormous parties while oh, yeah. everyone's
2: invited. Oh yeah, I am breaking all protocols. I could go to jail for a very long time.
1: Um, you're the epicenter of COVID in Los Angeles. Yes,
2: I am the super spreader. Those the parties. <laughs> that's what they call me. That's the nickname. Um, no, but I am sitting on. Uh, I haven't done a Halloween party in a couple years because of this. And but I think. If everything keeps going the course, uh, I'm probably going to throw a big uh, pants cutting off party for New Year's Eve and you and Jim will absolutely be invited. Oh, beautiful. Now,
1: again, the way you said that sounds like uh, that could be misconstrued as if
2: COVID continues, you're going to throw the party rather no. than the vaccine being distributed right sorry i meant the the yeah you will have to prove you've been vaccinated i want not only paperwork i wanted to see a band-aid on your arm and i want you to hold up an old scroll that says safe The <laughs> a call from a doctor <laughs> <laughs>
1: i need to speak to your physician before you can can come into the party your That's last party right. was 2019
2: i imagine Uh, Yes, I do think it was. And just because last year was such a lost year it was either 19 or 18. But it was um, that was a big one. I had to all the carpets and rugs, all towels, everything out was replaced after that one. It was a three month party. Yeah, that's true. It was um, (laughs) I would guesstimate 600 people over the course of the night. So
1: yeah, trying to uh, remember what I dressed as that year. I believe I went as Mary Barry and Jim was Paul Hollywood. I think that's right. That feels... I think that's right. But that feels like a... That was a long time ago, so who can say for sure?
2: Ages. Ages.
1: Now, these parties, are, are they any source of stress for you?
2: They are. Leading up to them, they are as soon as the first guests arrive, uh, it's over and I go into full host mode, but about a week out, my whole house is already set up. It, meaning, like, bowls and serving trays and everything's (laughs) in the positions it's going to be in. They usually cost a couple thousand bucks between alcohol and food. I I try to have tons of airplane bottles of liquor and as many pre-rolled joints as I can in my pockets at all times. So as everybody's (laughs) walking through the door, they're just getting handed things. Um, So and then the day of I buy the big stress the day of is ice, because if a party doesn't have ice, it's not a good party. So I will order, uh, I don't know. 40 bags of ice from yummy.com and until those (laughs) arrive and are in coolers i am i'm sweating to the oldies
1: have you ever had an ice failure when you didn't have enough ice or ice
2: meltdown uh no but i've been to a lot of bad parties i think i'm judging other other hosts where i you criticizing oh yeah just dunking on people left (laughs) and right um, I've definitely been to parties where there's no ice and then you're like, well, I would like to keep drinking. And then you find yourself drinking uh warm gin out of a solo cup oh, and that's, Lord. that just won't happen in <laughs> my house. It's terrible. I imagine you've been throwing parties as long as you could have, right? I mean, is this a lifelong thing for you? Yes. Uh, but again, like you just have to time them. If you're the person that throws them every weekend or every month or whatever, people stop coming. Right. Um, but in college, we... I lived off campus for my junior and senior year with uh, four friends that I was doing a sketch comedy show with at the time. And when we threw parties, they were massive. And I've always been very good at talking to police. So a lot of the times (laughs) uh, I would be sitting in the back of a pickup truck with a giant ice luge that we have created and the sheriff and people show up. And I talk them into uh, trying the ice luge and then leaving me alone, (laughs) even though I'm 19 years old. But I was just bold. So Yes, I've thrown a dozen or so really big parties over the past 15 years or 20 years, I guess. And you've never gotten in
1: any trouble outside of the cops showing up and you talking them down.
2: Never. No trouble, no fights. I try like there's as soon as people walk through the door, I'm like, take anything you want. Steal anything you want. You're a guest here. Make yourself at home. (laughs) I point out all the important things. I try to connect people who might know each other. And they're very harmonious, I find. They're very fun times.
1: Yeah, I will say to your credit, you literally have hundreds of people walking around and it feels like you make time for literally everyone meaningful time, which to me is a miracle. I I can't imagine.
2: Well, I get excited about people. So I met uh, you introduced me to Jim for the first time on my deck during a party. And I remember you guys coming around the corner and you said, this is my partner Jim and I had never met him. And to me, that's the best case scenario for throwing a party, Um, right? It's not to get wrecked. It's to make sure that everybody feels like they got to see all the people they wanted to see. I mean, and after this, after the great quarantine, it's going to be people are going to be ready to rumble.
1: I I think so, too. I a lot of people I will hear talking about like it's going to be people are going to be treading lightly or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I think people are pent up. When there's an opportunity that feels safe, I think people are going to go for it. I mean, I'm a very cautious person. I take all precautions and and just surrounded by anxiety. But I'm ready to be in a public space surrounded by people. I am ready to be in a movie theater. I'm ready for all of these things.
2: I agree. And uh, yeah, that's something you and I would do we, we were movie guys right. we're matinee oh, movie guys that's the matinee movie friends it's oh. only a few it's you it's karen uh my friend danny fernandez we there's a few of us there's nothing better than meeting your friend who genuinely enjoys going to the movies chatting it up watching a movie good or bad and uh you and i did that many times i look forward to those too do you remember the last movie you saw in a the theater oh i do uh, uncut gems Oh, sure, sure, sure. Stressed
1: me out. Panic attack the whole time. <laughs> that movie, I really liked uh, Good Time. I loved me too. Good Time. It was extremely stressful, but I loved it. Uncut Gems for me, it felt like I was being, like a weight was just crushing me the entire time, which I, obviously is kind of the intent, but. Uh, A less enjoyable
2: experience, for sure, for me. Agreed. Sweating. Like, feeling my palms sweating sitting in a movie theater. Just so intense. Bad decisions. I'm not a gambler in life. I never bet or gamble at all. So to watch somebody sinking... Spoilers! Deeper and deeper into gambling (laughs) debt. It was like... I was thinking... My whole body was screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, the, the end of that movie is... Such a release when, I, I can spoil it, I don't know, if you don't want to hear the spoiler of the movie, be quiet for a minute, leave yeah. the podcast. Hum we'll... loudly, yeah. But when he gets shot, it's like, thank God. Yes, it's over. <laughs> we, can, we can leave this situation. <sighs> oh, okay. yes. It's too much, absolutely too much. I feel like not a lot of stuff bothers you. Is that true? Yeah, that is
2: true. Is there anything that bothers you? Oh sure, I hate when people are bad tippers. Um I don't like I don't like when people are rude in general to customer service people or right. uh, retail people. That kind of thing can turn me off from a friendship right away. I don't like being accused of doing the wrong thing if I didn't do the wrong thing. That that's probably the thing that makes me the angriest. Right. And that's really it. Yeah, I don't get rattled very easily. I'm very calm.
1: Yeah, I feel like you've got. You're one of the few people I know within comedy who seems like they're having a nice time, and yes. it feels genuine. I mean, you're. I mean, there is a chance you have some sort of dark thing that's going to come out. And, you know, you die and we all find out some horrifying secret. Yes. Uh, But I yeah, you're maybe one of two people I know who just actually is relaxed.
2: Uh, Yes, I am. And I sleep well and I I trend I think what it is is I try to be very present and I don't live with really dread. I've noticed, especially during with everything that's going on, a lot of my friends are worrying about a lot of outcomes that I wasn't worrying about. And I feel the same thing about entertainment and comedy. I'm very good at understanding what I can control. And I'm very, very good at, uh, letting go of everything that is I mean, we just get rejected all the time. So at some point, you either get used to it or you put yourself through hell. So I just decided to accept it. I think that's
1: wonderful. It's truly the opposite of how I operate, which is, you know,
2: some things to deal with. Yeah, but the results are the same. You're always working on great shows. And um, I think that it's, I don't know, I have a feeling, we'll collaborate on something at some point and within a writer's room we'll probably work very well together.
1: And uh yeah, that could be interesting. Although you were really headed into movie territory. I mean Ma was such a giant success and such yeah. a
2: delight. It was fun. It was I wanted to write a fun horror movie. I felt like people weren't making those types of movies anymore. They're like The types of movies that in the 90s I really enjoyed, like Scream or even like Fear with Mark Wahlberg. I I always thought that that was like, it felt young and fun. And then for a while, it was all uh, the ring and the grudge and the eye. It was like like weird women with long black hair over their (laughs) face for eight years. And then it was like, because of Get Out, which was excellent, I felt like so many people were trying to make a statement with their horror movies when it works fantastic. When it doesn't, it feels like it's pandering. And so I was just like, I just want to write uh, a movie that teenagers will scream and laugh and have a great time in the movie theater. That was the goal.
1: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful goal for a horror movie. I love horror movies, but I feel like I've had less and less fun at them over
2: the last 10 years or so. Yes.
1: Yes. So have you seen any horror movies recently you've enjoyed?
2: Um, I've been watching a ton. Let me think because I watch them all on all the streamers now like everybody. Um, I watched that one Frozen. It's about three people stuck on the uh, ski lift overnight and it starts to freeze. It's an older movie. It's about 10 years old I think. Pretty good. Very simple concept. Do like wolves start surrounding me? Yes. The... Okay. Yes. <laughs> I've got to see this. <laughs> yeah. It's on Hulu or Amazon. Um, I really liked the Ritual Netflix, which I think was based on a novel. Um, That's the one creepy. where they,
1: it's like a, a guy's trip into the woods or what have you that goes yes. wrong.
2: Okay, which I like that as a starting point because a uh, guy's trip is already hell to me. Uh, <laughs> right. The idea of going anywhere with three other men is like no <laughs> thanks. Um, uh, I'll I'll keep thinking because I do. That's pretty much all I watch. I have Shudder, too, and I watch every. Oh, I watch Scare Me, Josh Rubin's movie. Josh is a buddy oh, of mine, and that have that. you seen that? No, it's called Scare Me. It's excellent. It's so. Good. I won't what is spoil it? it. Okay, I'll give you the most uh, based on the poster, not spoilers at all, because I I highly recommend you uh, this movie to everybody listening. If and it's not uh, gory, I'll say that. So if you if there are a lot of people that like thrillers but hate gore and slasher, it's not that. It's about an aspiring author who goes away to a uh, writers' weekend, meets a more successful author in the same genre and then they start telling each other stories and build on the same story to try to scare each other and then horror ensues so i really recommend it very smart oh i love that idea so the
1: actual horror breaks into them telling each other scary stories
2: right and trying to outdo each other and there's a there's some layers in that one and it's great it's a great movie scare me
1: fantastic I, feel, I really used to like uh, people telling me scary stories, you know, when you'd go camping or whatever. Uh, I can't think of any that really impacted me, but they were always a good time. Do you have any, like, scary stories that have
2: genuinely frightened you, that people have at least posited as true stories? Um, there's one in, in Maryland. Uh, there's an area called Upper Melinda. I love that name. Oh, yeah. There's this really windy road. And it goes from sort of this suburb down to farmland, like horse country. And it's this one road that everybody calls Upper Melinda. And there's a stone on the side of the road that's there to this day that says Upper Melinda. And what I was told is that at some point in that town, there was a woman named Melinda. And they <laughs> oh, accused boy. her of, of being doing witchcraft and and being an evil person. And they kind of tried to smoke her out and, and get to her. And she fled into this wooded area and then the dogs lost the scent and they couldn't find her. So in the middle of the night they turned back and the next morning when they would come to find her again, to search again, they found her torso. She had hung herself or somebody had hung her over the stream that goes down next to the road, but the lower half of her body was completely gone so uh, the area oh, is that's called why upper it's called melinda upper... yes because the upper half of her body they never found it they assume animals ate the bottom half but upper melinda oh is there God. to this day I, so, I thought you were going
1: to tell me there was like a lower melinda area where the there was another melinda that became mayor or something yeah
2: she's the <laughs> queen of hula hooping <laughs> right. no we're just talking about the literal upper half of melinda yeah. so that one stuck with me that's wild wild yeah that's a good one and then black aggie which i'm currently working on the script for it was a statue it's a real thing it exists and it was a statue built by a general and it's of it was called grief but then it turns out that the statue is uh was a replica and an un whatever licensed replica of a french sculptor it is the scariest um thing you'll ever see black aggie Uh, it was so upsetting that there were always fraternity and sorority in the 50s and maybe even earlier 40s and 50s, where it would be like if you could spend a night in her arms, you would die. Oh. And one college freshman had a heart attack and died trying to sleep in front of this grave. And so the legend spread. So many people showed up that they had to remove it and they put it in the Smithsonian. And then people were having nervous breakdowns looking at it. So they boxed it up. Whoa. And now it's outside of like an insurance adjusters thing in Maryland. It's And it's just <laughs> you can walk up to it. Um, but yeah, Black Aggie is true Maryland folklore. Wow. We should go. Do you, do you feel like you uh, want to be buried or cremated? Definitely not buried. Uh, I want to see what the options are. I feel like they're getting more creative. Like, turn me into a tree. That seems cool. Right. The tree pod seems cool. And is that part of cremation or is that a whole other thing? Um, I don't know. I would assume it's not part of cremation. I, I would assume that the tree uses you as fertilizer, which is a morbid oh, thought to some, but to me that's cool. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'd love that. Make it a plum tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can get kind of blasted with water. That feels like a newer one. Oh, really? What's that? I don't know. I feel like they blast your body with such strong pressure that your body... Oh, fun. It, it's kind
2: of like a water cremation, essentially. Well, cheers to that. Um, yeah. I also like non morbid things. I also like, you know, a, a nice walk a nice walk in Malibu on the hillside. That's also <laughs> right. very nice.
1: I mean, I feel like you you've done a little bit of traveling during this pandemic. Safe traveling, right? Yes. Always. Where have you I, been?
2: Okay. So I love driving. So I did a lot of road trips and I went to places like Yahat, Oregon. I went to Yucca Valley. I went to Lake of the Ozarks. I just kind of um I went to Maryland in quarantine and then saw my family. For a month over the holidays. So yeah, I, I like to drive around and as a writer, when I'm in a town where I don't know anybody in kind of a cool Airbnb or a, a Vacasa or whatever, I find it very easy to get work done. Very easy. Right. No distractions.
1: Kind yeah. of that's the reason you're there.
2: Yes, I have family that just moved to Salt Lake City, by the way, and uh, so I think when this is over, I'm going to put some serious time in there for the first time in my life.
1: What are they doing in Salt Lake City?
2: Uh, They moved. I don't know. They were. I think they moved for work during this and they they fled San Francisco, which I think a lot of people are doing. Right.
1: um, You truly have to be a
2: billionaire. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's exciting. Maybe we'll take a trip to Salt Lake City together please i um, gonna show me the sights i want i want the nightlife of salt lake city <laughs> it is a thrill
1: have you spent any time there
2: mm, i went to whenever we would go up to sundance we would stop near i guess where where's brigham young uh that's in provo so we'd stop in provo and so i've spent i would say five total nights in provo and then we do the final push up to sundance up to Okay. Park City, yeah. But very little time in
1: Salt Lake City itself. Uh,
2: Once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. Provo uh,
1: is not what you want to judge your time in Utah by. Okay, good. Good to know. God bless everyone in Provo. God bless uh, you. Not a lot happening.
2: No. One, there's this one bar and the guy recognizes us every year and it really is one ounce pours at a time, which is very strange when you come from Seal L.A. where they just hold it for like five seconds and you're like, this is the strongest <laughs> vodka soda I've ever had. They're like, it's three dollars. <laughs> it's happy hour. Uh, but they have like the measuring, the electronic measuring things on the bottles there just, to make sure nobody's getting overserved, and And
1: uh, a lot of unnecessary. Yeah rules
2: happening too there. much maybe
1: yeah Doesn't quite add up no Ah, uh, well scotty i you know i don't want to get away from utah liquor laws so quickly but uh, who uh, does there is something i'd like to talk to you about and you uh your reference a little bit earlier hinted at this uh that you were near my house yesterday and you saw my boyfriend and you spoke to him without my permission this kind of thing While you were doing that, you left a box. I did, actually. Um, Obviously, this is a podcast called I Said No Gifts. Um, You agreed to be on it a few weeks ago. We share a podcast network. So all of this information is readily available to you. Yet, yesterday you dropped off what, at least in my view appears to
2: be a gift Uh uh-huh it it is a gift i'm a fan of your podcast i listen to this podcast i know that you can really uh, fly off the handle
1: (laughs) sure but who can't who doesn't you know everybody has their moments of weakness
2: yeah, so I just thought, you know, I, I hadn't seen you in so long, and I was so honored to be on. I just, I had to, I had to give you something. Okay, so you, with the knowledge that you know my temper
1: can just fly out of control, these fits of rage. Oh my goodness! This almost
2: feels like a you're you're provoking me. Um, you know, I let's just say I'm glad we're not in studio together. You know. <laughs> As somebody is going to take some self-portraits tomorrow. I'm glad that we are not within arm's reach of each other right now. <laughs> Fists would be flying. My nails would be
1: just right in your eyes.
2: Yes. Um, should I open it here on the podcast? I would enjoy it if you open it now. It's boxed in a Christmas box. Right. Unwrapped.
1: I mean, I didn't want. I didn't want to say it's in kind of an out of season. Mm-hmm box uh despite the fact that every day i am singing christmas songs because those for whatever reason i'm just trapped in a time loop of holiday with this pandemic yes um it also has a little card on the top that uh says b and j which to me i mean you've now dragged my boyfriend into the podcast
2: yes i did i i I wrote you guys a little note it's it's Rated PG. You're allowed to read it on the air okay. if you must, if you want to humiliate love, me to death.
1: I would love to get a an erotic note on top of this. Something
2: yeah. I'm well, it's a drawing, so describe it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, it's a, a little card with some... Oh, this is a very cute card with some plants on it. It says, oh, hello there says, Bridger and Jimmy, congratulations on your new home. In non-pandemic times, I would have warmed it already. I look forward to passing out in your yard in the fall of 2021. From Scotty. Okay, Scotty, you're making a lot of big assumptions. You're assuming that I would ever allow you in my home, that you will, will ever be allowed back. Um, so we'll just throw all that to the side and we'll see what the future brings. But that's very that's sweet. Fine also mm-hmm. assuming that the pandemic will be over which I'm in favor of I think we're all on board with that, this ending so l- let's hope that you pass out in my backyard and hopefully it'll be uh, it'll resolve itself and I'm going to open you. this box it says Merry Christmas on it now what's happening here so there's some bubble wrap let's I'm going to before I look at this item I just I've never had bubble wrap on air That's so part we of the might as well pop it
2: yeah, it's a new experience. Yeah. This is ASMR, I believe.
1: Yeah, this podcast, people tune in for a sound effect.
2: Yeah, they like uh, Foley artists. They like, uh, people like when they're exercising with earbuds in, noise canceling earbuds, to have <laughs> bubble wrap popped as loudly as possible directly into the <laughs>
1: microphone. They're blasting the podcast in the car and suddenly their speakers are blown out. This is a big podcast in the Foley community. Okay, here we are. We're getting to the gift. I have no idea what this is. It's well, a, good. A, I'm looking at what's a, like a little metal. Uh, it's oh, it's a flower sifter.
2: Yes, it is.
1: This is—I've never seen a flour sifter that looks like this.
2: Well, it's a vintage flour sifter. I know that you're a big baker. I know that you've switched over to different bread flour. I I really do listen to your pot, and you know, I want you to be able to make your flour even lighter and airier. It makes it more accurate for measuring, and so that's for future baking in your new home.
1: Scotty, this is this is one of you know. I talk about this a lot. I have a difficult time buying myself anything at all if i need something i'll just find a way around it and do the worst version of that and that's largely how i live my life and this is something within the realm of baking i i have needed a flour sifter multiple times Mm -hmm. and i've just said no the flour will not be sifted and i will whatever comes comes i will enjoy it it's also i've wanted to um you know, occasionally you want to some, sprinkle some powdered sugar on a dessert, this sort of thing. This is exactly what I need. Where did you get it?
2: I got it on Etsy, but I did a little research to make sure I didn't get some like, you know, I didn't want to get some crappy ones. So it's uh, I hope you use it for many, many years or it falls apart the first time you make <laughs> crepes. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, you crank it up. Yeah, it's a it's a vintage flower sifter for you. And I thought wow. it was good enough. I, I thought it looked attractive enough that if you already had one, it, it, maybe it would turn your kitchen into a cracker barrel, you know? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is something you can just leave out. I love a, a tool that can be you can leave out out of
2: laziness and it doesn't make things look worse. I agree. I've been, for years, I've been saying they need to make vacuums that look like art so that you can just leave them in your oh living God. room and at any moment just vacuum. Like, how That's is that brilliant. not something? How isn't that, is that a so thing?
1: smart. That is a complete Shark Tank pitch, if I've ever heard one. A vacuum that, I mean, anything that, uh, a broom could be the same thing. Anything that is a tool that is traditionally placed somewhere else, we need to make them all art.
2: Yes, why that's not? so smart. Then it's just handy. So yes, that's art, but also I hope it's functional for you. It feels functional to me. And if it uh, isn't,
1: I'll be demanding a refund. with me. I uh, will just have an absolute freak out. Do you buy things <laughs> on
2: Etsy often? Um, Not uh, not a ton. No, I not a ton. Sometimes I'll find some old vintage like Spuds McKenzie satin jackets or um, <laughs> old, you know, that kind of thing. But for gift giving occasionally, if, if I'm looking for something something specific. Etsy is pretty good.
1: Etsy is uh, becoming more and more part of my life. I've had a lot of recommendations through this podcast or off of it for things I wouldn't even think about buying. Right. uh, I mean, I just recently bought a t-shirt on it with a gift from this podcast, actually. But uh, it's kind of replaced eBay for me.
2: Yeah, it's yes, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on there. I was at a party the first year I moved out to LA, and uh, I was with my friend Mamrie, and there was a comedian, an older comedian there who was with uh, a, his date was a younger woman, and the older comedian gets so high on weed he gets so stoned that he's like just smiling in the corner and so we kind of felt Mamrie and I felt like we should entertain this girlfriend who is like the one person sort of out of the inner circle of friends right and so we're talking to her and Mamrie goes, oh, my gosh, I love your earrings. And she goes, oh, my God, thank you. I got them on this new website. It's called E-T-S-Y. <laughs> and Mamrie goes, Etsy? Yeah, we know what Etsy is. And it was like this <laughs> this poor thing was just like trying oh. to be like, oh, I know something you two don't know. And we're like, oh, no. French fried potatoes? Yeah, we've had them. We dipped them in squashed tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was a very sweet moment. E-T-S-Y.
1: I love whenever someone takes a high status about a very
2: well-known piece of information. <laughs> no, I think you really do do that. I think that is... I think you really do like that. <laughs> I truly adore <laughs> yes. that sort of behavior. It's
1: like, what? Uh, you are revealing nothing except for that you're an idiot. <laughs>
2: that sort of blends into something... Uh, that I really love, and it's when very picky eaters find one slightly non-traditional food that they enjoy, and then they go out of their way to order it at every meal that they go out to with friends. <laughs> I have a friend who pretty much lives off of like macaroni and cheese and chicken fingers, and then she discovered that she liked oysters, <laughs> uh, which is a big jump, by the way. That oh, is that's like an a, enormous. It's like learning a new language. You can't go to a Jamba Juice without her trying to order oysters. <laughs> I mean, it is like everywhere you go, it's like, should we get some oysters? And at some point you're like, we're going to die of mercury poisoning if I eat <laughs> another oyster with you. <laughs> this is a pizza hut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a Papa John's drive through location. <laughs> uh, you're like, how about calamari? And it's like, no, disgusting. <laughs> and you're like, all right, fire them up. 20 dozen oysters what led her to oysters outside of the mac and cheese and, no idea uh, yeah
1: people uh people's eating habits are very interesting to me you know i live with jim who has very limited palate yes
2: and, the baby mouth podcast love right. it. right
1: yeah i had something to eat that was so unbelievably disgusting about 17 years ago that it felt like rock bottom and now like I, I will eat literally anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yes. it couldn't possibly be worse than that. So, but I guess
2: a lot of people are lucky. You give really good restaurant recommendations too. Like anytime we ever meet up, if you, you want, I'll be like, hey, recommend a place. And every time, a 1000, you're doing, I love all the places you recommend. The food's always good. And you're really good at finding the... The balance between like a non pretentious place that's not just a straight up hole in the wall, but also someplace that's legitimately good food. That Mexican place we ate in Highland Park before this crap started was so close good. to me.
1: That place is, uh, yeah, that was a, an exciting experience. I think that was one of the last, I think that was right before COVID.
2: It, it was really so was so close. It was so <laughs> close. <laughs> oh, Lord. Do you cook for yourself much? I do. I cook, uh, and at the start of this, for the first six months of this, I was getting grocery. I get every plate anyways, like food delivery Uh, or whatever. But then we got it on a podcast as a sponsor. So HelloFresh and every plate was sending us stuff. And I will admit that after like five months of cooking two meals a day every day, I did get to the point where I was like, Oh, but also people were like, carry out's fine. Delivery's fine. Even if you reheat it, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. And that helped because I was getting so sick of just doing the dishes. Oh my God. Exhausting. But yes, I cook often and I, I like it. I really enjoy it. Are you good at cooking anything in particular? Uh, I'm pretty good. I, I would say I'm pretty good overall. Like I don't have one thing that I make all the time, but uh yeah, I'm pretty good cook. Like and and not just like the traditional straight boy stuff where I'm not like, well, I make a killer chicken parm. I make uh, a <laughs> stir fry. Uh like I can kind of make uh, yeah. I I'm uh, pretty good. I um I was really enjoying doing all the new recipes for all the meal delivery places and then I started to hate doing the recipes. And I just would take all the ingredients and make stuff. So just make whatever you want. Yeah, but I do enjoy it and I I waited tables for six years or so, kind of between college and in my early 20s. So just being in the kitchen all the time and food running and just talking to the servers and them saying, here's this, here's that, here's this. It was always really fun.
1: Yeah, that goes back to you talking about uh, people being kind to or polite to service people. Did you ever have any awful customers?
2: Oh, my gosh. Yes, I, I did. And... I had a couple people try to skip checks. I've had tables where it'd be like a live band sitting out at a beach restaurant where I'm waiting, you know, six, six table section, just slamming, but every, all the service is really good. And they'll tip like $5 on a $100 uh-huh. meal. Good grief! Uh, I had this one great... I had one guy during a fireworks show start choking on an ice cube and only I noticed. Not even his wife noticed. He was chewing ice and everybody's watching fireworks on the 4th of July over... It was a waterfront restaurant called Bushwhackers in Pensacola Beach, Florida. And <laughs> um, I noticed this guy like looking down and he's the only person not looking up. And I'm like, sir, can I get you anything else? And he looks up to me. He's like, points at his throat like he's choking. And I'm like, stand up, stand up, stand up. And then I'm like he's like pointing at his glass that it's ice, which is kind of calming in a way. Cause you know, like it's a ticking clock. Eventually like, that
1: will melt. And yes. We'll be gone. Or can
2: I go get him a coffee? Like can I run right. over and get him a coffee and dump it down his throat? And then his wife turns and it's like, Oh my God. And then everybody turns. So he was going to get away with this totally scot-free. <laughs> um, so I go to like, try to give him what I think is the Heimlich maneuver. And as soon as I get my arm around his like, Sternum, he just uh, vomits all over the table. It went the other way. So, oh, no. so everybody's Fourth of July. Maybe twenty families. Uh, me with my Hawaiian shirt on uh, and black apron, uh, holding a grown man getting sick on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Do you want more food?" And he's like, "No, no, no." And he just like put down his credit card, told his wife to pay for it. And he just left. He just left the whole restaurant. <laughs> just total shame. Yeah. But then the hardest part of that is, and also everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has close calls. I wasn't mad at the man. The hardest part is me going up to the bus boys and going, there's a cleanup on 104. And you're like, I'm so sorry, guys. But... And then I, I just had like lots of weird people. I had a, I worked in a pizza place and we weirdly had steak, a steak entree. And <laughs> I had this guy turn send it back like six times. And I'm like, he's like, you guys just need to learn. How. He's like, I'm not paying for this. You guys need to know, learn how to cook a steak. And I was like, it's a pizza place, man. I'll take it off for you. But like next time, just get anything but the steak you need uh, to
1: learn how to go to a steakhouse
2: yeah why are you going to a pizza restaurant for a steak that's right i don't go to i don't go to a steakhouse i don't go to old smokehouse and order a bowl of pizza a large pepperoni pizza <laughs> give me a new york slice yeah I what um, in the world
1: yeah I, at my waiting jobs there were some fairly horrible people one particular person was so awful uh that uh he, he ordered uh vegetable spring rolls with all the veg all of the vegetables taken out and instead just meat inside so essentially meat tubes and oh. I told him oh I don't think we can do that and he just blew up on me yes. exploded so I I was forced to uh place these orders and of course because he was so terrible every one of those spring rolls was licked before it was put into oh, the
2: Oh there we go. And
1: so but, you know, he had really pushed me too far. It was just, that behavior is unacceptable to me.
2: Yeah. Also, you, it's crazy yeah. to
1: me to, like, you're this person is in control of what's coming out to be fed to you. Yes. Be nice to them. There's no telling what could happen behind closed doors.
2: Oh, well, that's the absolute truth. It's like, I didn't really see anything over the years. I really didn't. I, I think, for the most part, all the kitchens that I worked in as a server... I only saw somebody drop something once and replayed it, and it was a quesadilla, and uh, it was this kind of Ian, and I remember, like, looking at him. He's like, dude, I'm slammed, and I'm like, come on, man, I can't serve that. He's like, "Oh," like, threw the dish down, but everybody else was pretty good, even in New York. The one, th- I have just one memory, one place I worked, the pizza joint had tons of delivery, like, you know, they were sending out 200 pizzas a night or whatever, and the delivery men and women, the people taking the orders in the restaurant uh, were just slammed all night three or four lines but they had this wall of do not delivers and i'm sure any of your listeners who have ever worked this job it was for just a complete array of reasons like Not just like always doesn't have cash or whatever, like always is like, oh, I paid already like liars. But there's like people that answer the doors nude. There (laughs) are people that are really aggressive. There are people that are always so drunk that they are a mess and you end up having to help them get their money. But that wall of sort of shame. I would love that as an urban outfitters coffee table book of all the people oh, that would, that's banned a great from idea. Delivery banned from delivery. I
1: really think that people should be required one one day to one week a year to work a service job, just yes. as a reminder of how difficult it really is and all of the bullshit you have to put up with. I agree. I much. think.
2: Senior year of high school should be fall semester and then the spring semester should be you do one month of retail, one month of food service, one month of manual labor, whether it's like yes. landscaping, greenhouse work, what, laying bricks, whatever it is. And by the time you get to college, you will be a much better human being if you had to do that. Yes. Have some level of perspective. Yes.
1: Oh, Scotty, I feel like playing a game. Oh. Do you want to play Gift Master or Gift or a Curse?
2: Um, I think let's do gift or curse. All right, let's play because I love curse. your Instagram stories, have been great lately. I answer every single time. I uh
1: I hope people are having a good time with it. You know, people are contributing, it feels like it's getting out of control, but also I it seems it. like people want to vote. So. Yes,
2: I vote on everyone, and then I'm shocked. Sometimes when it's like 80% the other way, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bread okay bowls. I need- bread bowls go- bread bowls I was in the the heavy minority on bread bowls wait you're uh you think bread bowls are a curse? yes uh, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't understand <laughs> the allure of going out of your way for uh, a bread bowl, but I know I'm in the minority. I feel like
1: you're somebody that would love a bread bowl. The novelty of a dish made of bread
2: feels like a Scotty Landis creation. I guess so. This is Maybe shocking that's why. To me. Maybe I'm just so envious that I hate. Maybe I'm jealous <laughs> that somebody beat me to the one thing I could have delivered to this world. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: okay. I need a number between one and 10. Seven. Okay. I'm going to do the calculating, you promote, you recommend, you truly do whatever you want for who knows however long. I'll be right back with some uh, game pieces. Well...
2: As Bridger mentioned, I am um, on the Exactly Right Network. I am one of two people who does the Bananas podcast. The Bananas podcast is strange and silly news from around the world. All of our guests are female, uh, trans, or non-binary. And uh, what we do is we take really smart, silly, successful women, and we partner them with Kurt Brownoler, a stand-up comedian, and myself. And the real news headlines and stories that we tell are just Uh, launching points for us to tell our own stories that are related. So... If you're a murderino or if you're just a true crimer and you listen to Bridger to laugh and you need another escape, come over to the Bananas podcast. We would love to have you. And if you hate it, I am deeply sorry. Uh, You can tell me in person when we're both vaccinated. And I hope you don't have self-portraits the next day because it will involve permanent scarring and i would also Scotty. like to say yes oh, you
1: ready no you ha- you were about to say i'd also like to say so we need to hear whatever that was going to be um i took a long time by the way but i want to hear what you were about to say unless uh, you've forgotten
2: no it's totally fine i i'm i'm happy to do whatever you need me to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next 20 minutes of this podcast is us going to be politely going back and forth saying, no, you do what you, you need to do. go. Yes. Please. The lo- <laughs> You're the
2: guest here. I just want to hear what you have to say. Weirdly, your ratings dropped 90% for the last 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're now one star on iTunes.
2: <laughs> We're being removed from the podcast. Isn't that the lesson learned too? I had no idea that rating and reviewing on a podcast was ever such a big deal until I had one. And then people are like, you got to get more reviews. You got to get Right. Them. I had no idea. And I'm like, okay, now I'm reviewing everything.
1: Right. I had never reviewed a podcast until I had this podcast. And now I'm like my friends, everybody yes. out there reviewing podcasts. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. You know, giving nice reviews. I'm not out there. I haven't become the podcast critic. That feels like it would be a A wild turn for me. But yeah, it's a whole thing. I I mean, it really is. The things you learn when you get into the biz, it's just there's a whole new platform
2: to deal with. It's a radio show and we're a part of it. All I was going to say, Bridger, is we have a phone called the banana phone that anybody can call any time of day. Uh, I do turn it off when I'm working or when I'm sleeping, uh, but the number is 213-214-7974. And I will talk to anyone who calls it for one minute. Um, So please give me a shout. I don't mind. I've been tempted to call the banana
1: phone. I would love it. But. You know, I also just have your phone number, which feels like a more normal thing for
2: me to do. Yes, like, we could also do, do that. Yes. Just have a
1: conversation like two people who know each other.
2: Yeah, I'll text you from one and talk to you on the other simultaneously. <laughs> we'll, we'll burn it to the ground. <laughs> All right, let's play gift or a curse. You
1: know how it goes. I name an object. You tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. Then I tell you why you're wrong Okay. Uh, or or correct. Um, Okay. The first one here, and now that we've, it's been so long since my calculations, I have now lost... Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, oh, I found the first one. This is from a listener. This is a uh, gift or a curse from someone named Sydney. Those chocolate oranges you can get at Trader Joe's, and I also assume you can get... I know you can get chocolate oranges elsewhere. Gift or a curse? Um,
2: I will go curse on that. Um, I feel like chocolate is strong enough on its own. I think oranges are delicious. I don't think we I don't think those two flavors needed to find each other.
1: Okay, that's a really succinct answer. Um, which is correct? Oh, I, thank absolutely. Goodness. I Woo! think that these things are a curse. I mean, I have I've gradually learned to like a little bit of orange and chocolate. For me, I would like a piece of chocolate that's shaped like an orange and that can become, you know, pull apart like an orange without the flavor of the orange. Ooh. Let's remove the orange essence and just let me have some nice chocolate that happens to
2: be shaped like a fruit. Why is that such a problem? Yeah. I I thought it was a free country last time I checked. Get this man a chocolate orange that tastes nothing like an
0: orange.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want the tactile
1: sensation of an orange. I do not want the flavor of an orange. I just want, you know, we're putting chocolate in all types of shapes that of other shapes and it's not flavored like those things. I mean, I can't think of one off the top. I feel like I've eaten a a chocolate shaped like a seashell and it didn't
2: taste like fish. Of course it didn't. That would be ridiculous. So why do we have to have like orange juice inside of chocolate? But I just think they're both. Chocolate. It's like a tart thing and a sour thing together. No thanks. Not for me. Right. And I feel like it's not even the part of the orange that people like. It feels more like the
1: rind of an orange flavor rather than the, you know, the fruity flavor of an orange.
2: I have had. What is it when they take the, yeah, the orange essence and then they, when people, yeah, that I have had that on chocolate cakes and brownies and things. And that's fine. Would I prefer it without it? Probably, but, you know, I like to try new things. I'm not eating oysters at every Papa John's they drive through. I like new things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well,
1: you're off to a good start. And oh, now wonderful. I can see why I had a difficult time seeing one of them. I accidentally highlighted it in yellow, and it had basically vanished from my document. Okay, Gift or a Curse, this is from somebody named Kristen. And now this is something... Well, I'm just going to let you answer, and then we'll get into it. Gift or a Curse... Bluetooth water bottles that tell you how much you drink.
2: Gift or a curse? Are you familiar Um, with this? I did not know that existed. So I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants here. And I'm going to say that's a curse. I think we're monitoring ourselves too much lately. I don't think everything needs to communicate with us. And uh, I think, you know, have a few glasses of water every day and and you're probably fine. (laughs) Scotty wow
1: two out of two so far i don't i mean i i've never tried one of these things but i don't need a water bottle nagging me what i don't need a water bottle shaming me into drinking water hydration of course it's very important it's a key part of the human experience absolutely if you've got water if accessible to you you should be drinking it it's a blessing in your life I don't need a little robot in the shape of a water bottle chirping or buzzing me in order to drink water. I mean, if you're to the point that you need that, it's time to take a bigger, bigger look at your life. Why did you have to wait until technology caught up? To water bottles to start drinking water correctly.
2: Yes, and we're all oversharing these days. And then every product that exists, from our our doorbell cameras to our Roombas to everything, is now reporting that information back. We everything's listening to us. It's okay if your bottle of water doesn't listen to you and doesn't tell you <laughs> what to do. I think we could all step back about four steps and unplug way more and share way less with the uh, the great. On in the sky. So.
1: Right. Although, now that you're, you're saying that about the doorbells, I have an idea for a new doorbell that uh, tells everyone in your social media circles how often people are coming to visit your house. I feel like that could be a new metric for people to uh, brag about. Look how many people are ringing my bell.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that, you,
1: you know, can definitely that. Scotty sell got 50 that. rings
2: this week. He's
1: very yes. popular.
2: Yes, I think the the Great Quarantine has done an incredible job of not like real adults are ever just popping by, but nobody is Johnny Pemberton used to live in Frogtown near near where I lived, And every once in a while he would just show up. Oh, that's lovely. That's so awesome I would give him a beer and we'd sit on the on the deck and we'd hang out and then he would go jogging or whatever. Um But that's been totally shut down. So now it would just be lots and lots of UPS and FedEx and Amazon drivers who are all the nicest people. I love them to death. But yes, uh, I don't want anything that I put inside my body in any way to be uh, telling me anything. (laughs) No, absolutely not. No, thank you. And so here you go. You're, you're doing a good
1: job. Let's see if you can, I mean, if you got three out of three, I think maybe one other person has done that before oh and
0: boy.
1: people will freak out. The internet will go wild and you know, it'll be all over the press. Tell me that I'm trying to think I have this list, uh, from this listener and I'm trying to find their name before I give it because we need to give credit where credits do. And I You know, this person sent in so many, I can't find their name.
2: There's a lesson there, too, by the way. Like, don't overdo it. In life, hit them with your big three. When you're writing monologue (laughs) jokes, Bridget will tell you. You know, you have to send in a certain number. Thin out that pack before you push send. Just send it in. (laughs) Okay, this I figured it out. It's from a listener named...
1: Megan. So, Megan, thank you for what is literally maybe 50 items. They're all very good, but it's just, it's led to some confusion on the podcast, which is fine. Everything's fine. We're all doing okay. But, Scotty, gift or a curse? Now, think this one through. Bitmojis. Gift or a curse, Bitmojis. Okay.
2: Um,. Okay. Now, these
1: are not an emoji. These are a bit. It's the
2: little. It's the little people. It's the thing they're that like, looks kind like of you. Custom. Uh huh. Well, I am going to say that bit emojis are. Oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to split hairs. My heart <laughs> says they're a curse, because. I, but my my brain says uh, <laughs> it people aren't seeing each other as much these days let everybody have whatever little joy a bitmoji might bring each other but um yeah bitmojis i don't (laughs) use them i feel like i communicate very well with my adult friends i think that uh, we could all like more adult things and uh yeah sorry i know people probably (laughs) love them but it's a curse to me bridger it really is scotty Mm. two out of three
1: yeah emojis are a gift they're so <laughs> annoying i love how irritating they are oh, okay okay they're okay. such an irritating image i mean i've never seen one that i thought that was a good choice for somebody to use that. right okay i think that these things are maybe the dumbest thing that's ever been on a phone i don't know who's creating them i don't know like Somebody went probably went to art school and has this is their life's work. This is what they'll be remembered for. The bitmoji is just such a deeply obnoxious way to express yourself. So what are you saying? Are you saying curse? I'm saying curse. I'm saying saying gift. gift, (laughs) I think it's just so intensely annoying that it comes full circle. And I see one and I just think it tells you a lot. Or if you you know you just want to if you want to badger somebody, it's a good thing to you know I. I don't know that I've ever even used a Bitmoji, but I feel like if I sent one to somebody, they would be like, what's happening?
2: Okay, yes, I would I would call mental health services. I would call exactly right. We would fly the Medivac over to your house immediately with a Bluetooth <laughs> bottle of water to make sure that you had it gone off your rocker. Um Okay, so we're saying the same thing, but differently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the rules of the game
1: are very (laughs) elusive, Scotty. And you have to be very, these are, there are tripwires that can really explode and you lose a leg on the gift or a curse. I'm now remembering a Bitmoji. I feel like Disney at some point, of course, they teamed up with the Bitmoji people to promote the uh, Alice in Wonderland movie. I created one that was maybe the most annoying image I've ever seen. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be able to track it down. I'll share it on the Instagram if I can. It's a really obnoxious image. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, I think that they're a gift in that way. And, you know, sometimes it's like, are we going to find the most annoying thing in existence? Are we going to be able to create that?
2: And the Bitmoji people were able to do it. Right. Okay. Yes, I think they're a curse. You think they're a gift. But I I will agree that easily will agree with you that when somebody sends it to you, it is a gift in that you learn something about the (laughs) sender, which is probably opposite of what they think they're sending you. So, okay. Okay. (laughs) Darn. I really wanted to sweep those three. Two out of three, okay. not
1: bad. Not bad. And the two first two you got in such a solid way. And, you know, nobody can uh, say you did a bad job. I'll say you did a fine job. You're a kind man. It's time to move on to the final segment. It's now called I Said No Emails. People are sending in emails to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Let's get into it, Scotty. I've got too many of these to answer, and I'm trying to do a better job here. Okay. Okay. this one says, hi, I'm hoping you can help me finally nail a gift for my dad. Here's some info about him. He's retired, single and lives on Maui. He's an ex-FBI agent, very grumpy about the government and his past life, doesn't like activities, got in trouble in his condo because he plays music too loud before 7 a.m. He wakes up at 5 a.m. He's also been reading one book I left for him years ago, but he's a very slow reader. Okay. Uh, really taking his time with it. It's called, oh, it's called uh, Blitz and it's about Hitler on drugs. That sounds great. I want to read that. Yeah, Hitler me too. Didn't Hitler do Speed or something? He was on Math sure. or, I mean, that makes sense. But otherwise, he doesn't seem to be a big reader. Okay. And again, we're talking about the father here, not Hitler. Um, looking forward to your help. That's from Christina. This guy, this almost sounds like this could have been you at some point.
0: No no no, no 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 no
1: <laughs> no i'm nice I, I, to my neighbors I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a great oh, neighbor yeah, i'm bringing the, their mail <laughs> this is like the your grumpy 70 year old twin yes so what what do we want to get christina's dad the ex-fbi agent i feel like he's already lived this exciting life he's blasting music i mean the first thing 5 a.m this man needs some bluetooth headphones
2: boom Noise canceling, Bluetooth headphones so he can walk around his apartment Uh, It was my first thought. He can have his own silent disco. He can live his dream. He'll hear things. He'll hear qualities in the music he didn't even know were there.
1: He's going to become an audiophile. He's going to become a giant snob about the quality of his audio. Yes. That's a nice late in life development for your father to become a, a snob.
2: Yes. My heist, one of the first girlfriends I had in high school, her uncle was this very, he was an audiophile and first, and he was clearly about to have a midlife crisis. Uh, we, I probably caught him like weeks or days before the second time I met him and he was like, do you like Pink Floyd? And I'm like 16. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, um, I'm very young and he's like, well, I want to play you something. So he takes me to his like man cave room, big house, big room. And he goes, lay down on the floor with your nose right there, pointing up at the, that light or whatever. I go, okay. And then he starts one of the pink Floyd albums with his huge surround sound speakers and everything. And he just stood in the corner watching me listen. He's like, it's going to sound like that helicopter is landing right on your nose. And I remember like, The greatest acting I've ever done in my whole life was pretending like I was impressed and enjoying this experience when really I felt like I was (laughs) in act one of a horror movie. Yeah, it was like a Stephen King novel. And so afterwards, he's like, Scotty's cool. He gets it. Scotty's cool. And I wanted to be like, We are never coming back. Uh, I'm going to go to college after my sophomore year.
1: Also, what he was describing was not enjoying music, it was enjoying uh, sound effect experience. That's a fully different thing.
2: And I'm just not that guy wrong no um there's also (laughs) a gift for called a trucker's friend it's part hammer part axe uh you keep it in your car it's for any roadside emergency it could also be weaponized um i feel as an
1: ex-fbi agent you know you have no idea who's coming after you
2: Maui gets torrential downpours. Trees right. could fall over. Maybe you can't get that Jeep Wrangler out. There's roosters all over it. I don't He's know. He's
1: on the side of a volcano and an old nemesis appears.
2: Yes, that coconut's not going to open itself. Absolutely not. Trucker's friend. You can buy him on Amazon. Uh, dads love it. Thumbs okay. up from dads.
1: Christina's dad is set. Let's do one more. Why not? Why not? Let's We're here. here. I just feel like I've really been falling behind here. Okay, here's a good one. Dear Bridger, an esteemed guest. So we've got a nice compliment for you. Thank I'm looking you. for help uh I'm looking for help picking the perfect gift for my friend Emma, who is a farrier. Farrier. She trims horses' hooves for a living. So I assume that's what a farrier is. I don't Did even know. know if I'm reading that correctly. And she's also just an amazing horsewoman. Emma and I work together as co-wranglers. Wow, this person is Out on the trail, leading trail rides for years, but getting gifts for each other is hard. It seems like everything she could ever... She has everything she could ever need. She loves horses. Uh, I think we established that. Yes. Uh, Socks, her cat and dog, and the color blue. And here's a very nice compliment. You always come up with the finest of gifts, and I would love some help selecting the gift uh, for Emma. All the best from Kyla or or K-Y-L-A. The, the, okay, so Kyla and her friend Emma are out on the horses. They're always giving each other gifts. Ferrier, Have you ever heard of a farrier?
2: I have not. I was farrier. assuming it was somebody that piloted a ferry from Vancouver to Vancouver <laughs> Island. I was going the other way. And when you said horses and hooves, I was like, yes, I don't know anything. I. Don't We've know.
1: all learned something. This is fantastic. it's a very informative podcast. Kind of a manicurist for a horse, I suppose. What could this person, she likes horses, she likes the cat and dog, she likes the color blue. We're dealing with pretty limited palette here. I'm going to just start combining things. So you've got the blue socks uh, right there. That's an excellent gift. Great. Someone opens a box, they're looking at a plain blue pair of socks. Their mind is blown. They
0: they're can't believe believe them.
1: They're going, to
2: use those are not going in the trash and they probably won't be regifted. So no. blue socks or blue, cute blue socks with some dogs or cats or horses on it. You're not going to lose there. Um, how about an Instapot? Does this just Kyla, does your friend have an Instapot? People love them. They use them all the time. She you know, seems busy. I got busy. one earlier
1: in the pandemic. I got one and I used it three times. That's more okay. than once. Um, Oh, you know what I got Jim recently was a, uh, like a custom puzzle of our dog, Edie. That was a great gift.
2: Wow. Maybe. Yeah, that's a great idea. Get one
1: of a horse. Get one of her, one of her horses, a dog, a cat. They're kind of, these are kind of, uh,
2: rodeo people. As far as I can tell. Put the dog on the horse, put the cat on the dog, give them all (laughs) funny little hats, take a great (laughs) photo. Make it a puzzle. This Make it a 2,000-piece puzzle so it takes her a while between gifts. (laughs) Right. Maybe with a matching pair of socks. Okay.
1: You can get things printed on anything these days. And if you went to the trouble of that photo shoot, I mean, probably one of those pets has been trampled by a horse at this point. So you're going to want to get that on as many objects as you possibly can. You want the mug. You want the tote bag. You want the throw pillow. Yep. The world of gifting right now is very easy as far as customization. Well, you don't have to watch anybody open it, which
2: is the real joy. You can just <laughs> me watching you open the one I gave you. That's number one this year. So well, you um, lit up like a Christmas tree watching me.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if we had the footage and we
2: don't, I've never seen you more thrilled. That's true. I was I was <laughs> beside myself. I I almost dry heaved and then I almost screamed right out of the dry heat. But you had to turn off your audio. You were weeping. I did. I did um, three paces in a circle on the ground here. I yelled (laughs) SOB as loud as I could, slapped my own butt, and then I said, no, Bridget, I know you've been baking with bread flour a lot lately. Um, Also, I have an outside. This is a left field pitch for Kyla. Give her... Uh, In home massage or spa day because she's always taking care of horses and, oh, and other animals. Maybe it's time somebody pampered and took care of your friend. She sounds like a very caring person. I think maybe flip it on her and say, hey, today you get your hooves cleaned. <laughs> 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 that's a nice not a bad massage. idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I imagine there's some some service that's doing that safely right now.
2: Yeah, outside, you wear a mask, they wear a mask. You you can get it done.
1: Yeah, get this person, send her to the barn, and uh, there's somebody in there with a massage table, somebody with a (laughs) a pedicure bath or what have you.
2: And suddenly she feels like a horsey. Yeah, those hands have been gnarled down and calloused, and those. (laughs) She just needs somebody to take care of her, tack her for once. That's what she needs. (laughs) Emma is going to be thrilled.
1: Kyla, you've turned to the right people for this. Uh, Godspeed. I don't know what else to tell you. Scotty, two is enough. We've never done three on this podcast, and we never will. Okay. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll get to a point when it's, you know, I'm just absolutely losing my mind, and I, I do three. But until then, we'll be doing two at a time, maybe sometimes one. I like to do just above bare
2: minimum no you do not (laughs) help you you're you're all in i'm all in you're all in scotty i've had such a it's just so
1: wonderful to see you i mean just i've had a wonderful time here and this is about as close as you can get when the world is
2: going wild. The joy has been mine. It's so good to see you and to talk to you. I um, I feel like we need to do a yearly We Pitch Ideas co-podcast where you and I just all the inventions that we've been thinking <laughs> That's not a bad <laughs> idea.
1: That is not a bad idea. We'll just come in strong with a lot of million-dollar making ideas, and then we'll hit the tank.
2: That would be great. I can't wait to use this flower sifter. It could totally changed the way i bake i hope it does i I hope the results are stunning and i hope you use it more than the instapot absolutely <laughs> yeah.
1: i certainly will and it's going to make it's going to give my home a nice rustic charm which i could use yes bless you this is the end of the podcast uh, we will send the listeners off to do whatever they need to do I'm just going to hold them here for a minute longer because it's nice to. I hold a, a a bit of power right now, and I don't have to turn off the podcast quite yet. I can, I can just keep you dangling there. And uh, at this point, you have to learn to make your own decisions and move on with the, your life. Now you can have a wonderful day. I love you. Bye bye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads
0: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff, so how this is